0: Welcome back, Crush a Live Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese, as always, daytime recording with. The pineapple butcher, the bodyguard, Kalina, Kalina, welcome.
1: Hello. Happy <laughs> to be here outside. It's not dark today.
0: That was our one of our biggest goals of of this year was to do daytime daytime recording because we right. to do it at night after hours after work after I do my daddy thing. And it's a little hard sometimes to, to get excited and we want to give everyone our best. But sometimes when we have guests, it might be their night time because we, we like to meet with people all over the world. And one of our uh, favorite producers and great 2001 been on the show before and been uh, crushing our podcast listener for a while. So there's, there's an appreciation goes both ways uh, returning to the show, new album, debut album out now of this recording the awakening uh, available now links below producer extraordinaire hobgoblin hobgoblin how are you what's good man i'm 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 very
2: well thank you for asking yeah good are uh, you feeling I, how's the weather over there it's freezing um <laughs> and it keeps it keeps snowing as well which is uh which is great for when i've got to get out and take my son to work that's a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of an issue, but yeah, no, it's all right, man. I got, I got locked down anyway, so we can't do anything.
0: Yeah, well we're, we're locked down here. I, I got a snow day that just happened, cleaning up the snow o- over here in New York. But I got, I got lucky to get a care, a care package from you. I got the hobgoblin tea. There it is. It's funny. I nice. think that. I think that early on when we talked. Either on the podcast or maybe before podcast, we talked about this moment of just getting the shirt printed. I was like, "When you gonna put that on a shirt?" I remember asking you this, like that. You got the you got the great image. I was so happy to uh, get the care package and and rock it. So I knew I was gonna rock it here. Um, Let's appreciate that man. Thank you. Let's go back in time, though. Um, You've been having a tremendous 2001. Uh, 2020 right. really started like really bubbling uh, a lot of amazing amazing projects 2001 looking really really good with what you have with your with your debut project 2020 <laughs> you had so many things I mean you had modern music angels and demons you had a bunch of stuff you had stuff with Wally Clark a bunch of wonderful singles all over the place um, really making making a case to be to really be called one of the best in the game in the underground game right now.
1: And super busy. You know, you're always super super busy. busy. I always see you always have snippets. You're always working on things. And that's probably what gets me, you know, the most attention. You're always working, always working. And that's always such a great attribute from producers because, you know, there's so many people, they want to get their work out. But when you have things, you just put it out quickly. So everybody notices. And that's, awesome that's very standout of you
2: thank you no thank you I appreciate that you know it's it's i'm busy because i enjoy it yep um in terms of you know keeping my kind of socials updated and and putting putting beat clip videos out and stuff like that you know it's 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 a passion of mine it's it's i need to be i need to be creating i need to be constantly doing something um creative you know and if i wasn't producing i think i'd probably be i'd be painting or i'd be Right. Film, film me I do I'd be doing something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just that's just something that's kind of in me. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, um I've I've always been into you know. I used to be a DJ. When I met her, I met her as as a, a working DJ. Um so she knows she knows what it is, but it doesn't stop her um, you know, having the odd word in my ear, let's say, to put it kind of politely. When did when did you
0: notice that this producing this hip hop thing was something that when would when did you get introduced to that? Because in here in the states, and I said this before, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm I'm spoiled. It's around me all the time. Hip hop is around me all the time. Um, I'm I'm pretty much as old as hip hop is at this point. But you're in you're on the other side of the world. You're you're across the pond. So I would imagine there's like yeah. a little bit of a delay between what happens in the states and what happens over there. When when did hip hop get to your ears and when did you decide to, this is something I want to be, be a part of my creative process. I want to be involved in this in some way.
1: Yeah, I'm sure because you were also, you're saying that you're a DJ. So it's like, okay, so how, how do I transition from the DJ to the producer too? You know, how did that, how did that happen?
2: Yeah. I mean, in terms of kind of the, the, the music and being exposed to hip hop music, like I kind of felt my way, um, To proper hip hop, through um, through the kind of cheesier pop hip hop at the time. So you know, one of the first one of the first hip hop, and I I use inverted commas when I say hip hop. One of the first hip hop records I heard was like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Do you know what I mean? Like that was I heard that and I thought that was at the time I hadn't heard anything else like it, and I thought that was cool. And then you go from there, and then you find out you know MC Hammer's you know on more mainstream TV over here in the UK. You know, I didn't have um, I didn't have cable TV. We didn't have Sky, so I I had no access to kind of things like Yo MTV Raps or any of that kind of stuff that was playing. Like the court was out at that time that you probably were lucky enough to be um, exposed yeah. to. Me, I kind of felt my way through. You know, the the first record I ever bought, the first record I ever bought was Vanilla Rice's Ice Ice Baby, which is like the cheesiest shit ever. But um, you know, that's 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 how I came in. That's how I I, I got my interest, and then. I think it was a friend of mine who lived across the road from me on my street uh, gave me um, he was really into the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, and he 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 used to give me stuff stuff by them and there was a little bit of kind of they did a bit of rapping kind of stuff on there so yeah. they're a bit edgy, a bit cooler if I remember rightly um, and then one time he gave me um, a cassette of I think it was Cypress Hill's first album yeah, debut. Um, yeah, uh, and he also gave me a copy of Snoop Dogg's um, debut album as well. And once wow. I heard that, that was, <laughs> I thought, yeah, this he is like the 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 good stuff.
1: Shit. Good, you you gave me the good stuff. That guy is good job to him. Man. You gave you some him, good yeah. stuff.
2: Talk, <laughs> Talk about <laughs> West Coast <laughs> bias. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, and that's and from then you know once once you got that, it's then you start discovering your Onyx. Then you you know from there you get you Lords of the Underground was another one that I kind of picked up. Um, after that Das FX was another one I really loved and obviously you know the Wu-Tang came after that and when I heard that that was just yeah. I, like I, mean, people, I think that's people. how it
1: works though i think that's how music is music is universal and i think that's how it starts off you hear something and then it, it just escalates to a point where you're like okay this is what i like and yeah. then you're like oh my god the vanilla ice that's not it for me that's not no, it i, so I gotta it, keep going i gotta it's a gateway keep going
0: drug. vanilla ice is a gateway drug
2: It got you into <laughs> it now you are into the heart that's that's a <laughs> that is a great way of putting it i like that analogy yeah it is um <laughs> And for you know, once then, right then, I kind of I discovered that, um, that there was a radio show in the UK by a guy called Tim Westwood. I don't know yep. if you've heard of him, he's a big, uh, big, yep. he used to do a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff with Funk Master Flex, and, and that's really what got me into DJing because he used to have Funk Master Flex on his show. Um, and Funk Master Flex would do these like mixes with hip hop, and then so, sometimes he'd do like these like funk mixes as well, where he was mixing like the old school breaks and stuff. Um, with 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 at the time, I didn't know this, but he was doing it with two records, he was cutting between one record and the next. Um, and I heard that and I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is like, <laughs> this is crazy. I've got uh, to, what, what is it? I need to find out what he's doing and then do that. And then I, you know, I realized it was on turntables and it kind of, again, after after doing my kind of initial research, realized what was going on, um, bought my decks, bought, you know, started buying records and stuff. And I was, it might make you laugh, but because I wanted it to do what i was i heard funk master flex doing so i was i want to do this kind of between the two learn how to scratch now that's the the first thing you want to do as soon as you get anywhere near a turntable whether it's whether it's your dad's your dad's record player in his um (laughs) his back room or you know your, your, your your first crap of belt drive you know first crap belt drive uh turntables you've ever bought but so i want so i but i didn't realize it was with two records so what i would do is i'd pick to try and get that effect i'd actually pick the needle up off the record and try and drop it back in time so it sounded like it was going. I mean, it was. I, it was awful. Do you know what I mean? I probably destroyed my needles. Needles trying to do it as well. But um, you know that was that's. There's no YouTube back then. You know, I didn't know how the hell they were doing it. <laughs> you were just making do
1: with what you had. Just add. working my way yeah. through. That sounds about right. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's what makes hip
0: hop special. There's like, everybody does it differently. Everyone found a way to make it work for themselves. DJs producers especially, because technology changes so rapidly. Um, When did the idea of creating sounds and and beats come to play? You have this. Entry entry way into hip hop and you're curious about it. You, you're now messing around with the DJ, and I'm sure as a DJ that gave you a lot of insight into uh production, sound and what and blending and mixing of what sounds, BBMs and all those lingos. Mm-hmm. Um, when did the idea of creating beats and, and making your own music come to be? And and what was that process like? Like what was the evolution of your process? Because I think people started Figuring it out, it might be a little different right now.
2: Yeah, so so the production idea came. I was DJing in a local bar um, in the in the kind of town where I grew up, um, and I was playing. I'll be honest with you, I was playing a little bit of hip hop, but it was it was the kind of hardcore stuff. I wasn't playing Wu Tang Clan out in in the bars and clubs. I was playing at you know I was it was Foxy Brown. It was the kind yeah. of more nice. accepted commercial stuff, along with the R and B. You know the jar rules the ashantis that kind of stuff so so but i used they used to do these records um called av8 i don't know if you've heard of those the av8 like party records and they're like they're like chopped up versions of like popular beats and like bits of like dmx shouting or barking and these different snippets from different records um a couple which kind of you chuck on as a dj to kind of take it to that kind of next level and get the party kind of they're a good party starting record uh, and i dropped i dropped one of those in the bar and there was a guy in there, and he 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 asked me for my number. He said, "I've got some, you know, I've got some stuff. I, you know, I want to I want to work on with you." And he got my number, um, and then he he called he called me up, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, because you produced, because you he thought I made the record that AV8 record that I dropped. He thought I'd produce that, and he wanted me to come and do that with him. I mean, I didn't I didn't know what a drum machine was. I I had no idea what a DAW was. I had no idea how you made records. How you did that um so I kind of blagged I blagged it for as long as I could but I think he he worked out after a little while that uh, I had no idea what the hell I was going on about and it kind of fizzled out Um, but that was my first kind of introduction to the idea of making something original Um, and it wasn't until about two or three years later once I'd gone to university and I was I'd moved from from my kind of local town which was a small town kind of southwest of London um, up and to, uh, to a place called Leicester in the Midlands, which was a bit more, a bit more going on there. A bit you know, um, a bit more of a vibrant music scene, certainly. Anyway, um, and from 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 going to university and speaking to different people, I I ended up kind of linking with. Um, he was actually funny. He was our dealer, um, linked up with him, uh, and Wait, he, was he was using. He dealer. was my. He was our dealer because we 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 uni students, so. We're, <laughs> So, yeah we. I, I
1: thought you said art dealer well wait wait what kind of
2: dealer oh god no 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 no, no. he was he, yeah he was our dealer so and he was making he was making stuff on he was making really obscure like white noise sounding nonsense and talking about you know as you do when you all sat there um, having a bit of a smoke and he's like he thinks what he's going on about is the best thing ever he was telling us about how great his music was and playing playing this weird white noise nonsense um but he showed me the software um and he he got me a kind of cracked copy of it and put it on my laptop Um, and so my first kind of venture into music production was just messing about on reason really Um, and then you know from there on in you just you learn about you know how to make a track and where samples come from and you speak to different people and it's all about word back then again because even when i was at uni and you know i'm talking i'm like 18 19 years old I've only just got my first email address. I've literally just got my first mobile phone. So, this is like back in the day where, you know, the information is just not there. It's just not there. Yeah, tutorials weren't out there and nothing like
0: that.
1: We fast forward now, right? And, you know, everybody has an opinion about hip hop and how you make music and how people produce. And, you know, they just carry on all the time. Bunch of bullshit all the time what do you think or what do you say to people who are like oh sampling oh youtube oh that's not real producing what do you say to people like that because i've been seeing it a lot and they're really a hot topic out. like
2: that two fingers up yeah two fingers up i mean it's you know in more recent times and i've done interviews before um on on, on other podcasts and i've been asked that question and i've dodged it because it's always been kind of a taboo topic oh do you where'd you get your samples from you don't you don't want to say youtube because there's this there's this kind of i don't even know like where it even comes from but there's this kind of snobbishness about how producers you know you're not a real producer unless you're going out to record stores and you're spending hours digging through record shops and finding these obscure breaks and then rubbing the labels off them so nobody can you know go into all kinds of stupid lengths you that's, need to great. Go to. Yeah, that's
1: great yeah that's great if you want to do that but it's the world is so big
2: the yep. world
1: is so big there's so much music that we will never ever hear so at least to be able to find it in whatever outlet it could be blogs youtube whatever that's what people use. So to me, I think that question, you know, I, yeah. I, whenever somebody says a statement like that, I honestly feel like it comes from a place of just hatred or the fact that they can't do it themselves because there yeah. could be no other way. Like, what is, it? what do you want from producers? What do you want?
2: hundred we'll percent agree. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. And, and at the end of the day, um, no, the, the rappers that I work with don't care where I get my samples from. Mav doesn't care where I, if the if the track's a, a good track, that's, he don't care. I mean, he literally right. doesn't care, and the fans don't. And the fans don't either. As long as literally it's, no as, one
1: cares. Literally.
2: Yeah, I never <laughs> Except asked. these producers. Or if
1: it's yeah, good, here. literally no one cares. If it's that great, no matter what, no one is clocking you. Hey, what sample did you use, buddy? What program? Where'd you get it? Why? Yeah, Why? yeah. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's, it's. I, I, I've had conversations with this about this this kind of topic with other producers. You know, me, Flu, Farmer um, Beats, Future Wave. We talk about this kind of stuff quite regularly, um, and none of them give a shit either. They don't. You know, Farmer digs mostly on digital. He's, uh, he's said it a million times. Um, so do I. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've only sampled off records maybe once or twice ever. Um, I used to sample off CDs in my early, early, you know, my, when I was doing the old ten thousand hours, trying to build it up. I used to go to the, uh, I used to go to the local Birmingham library and get CDs and sample off them, um, which is the closest I've got to actually digging, probably. Yeah, I, but, but now, I, I, now I, I, it's
1: And you know, it's just <clears throat> times have changed too. You know, you just go with the times. Things are more modern, more accessible. You just move along with the times. Whatever ha- you happen to have ten years ago may not have been available to you now obviously so you know and with that being said it's what about how did you approach your debut album you know what was it that made you feel like okay this is it how did you go into this what type of theme or where were you when you were like oh you know what i want to do this
2: i want to do it yeah yeah um it, it got to the point where where I felt it was I was ready um, I called it the awakening because I felt like I, I felt like I felt like I was ready nice. to do it if that makes sense so I kind of I was confident enough in the fact that I had enough people I could kind of connect with that I knew um, would want to appear on the project um, and like 90% of the people on there are people I've actually worked with before, so you know, Juco, Fio, Mav, Junior. They're all the you know, Josiah. They're all people that I've made records with, either you know, on Lucy's, or done albums with them, or contributed tracks to their albums. So, um, I, I just felt like I was at a point where I could I could approach enough people to actually make an album, um, and you know, if why not? Why not? You know, it's just an, it's another challenge. That's right. It's it, it the
0: awakening I, I heard of few tracks from it and it's i feel like the entire 2020 was leading up to something like this i didn't know the record was coming out i tend not to look for records i i'm not i grew out of the wanting to know when things are coming out throughout the year kind of like just releasing and i'll be there um but there seems to you had so much momentum going into 2020 several standout projects you know angels and Demons. 2, modern music 2, and you know how I feel about those albums. Like I got. I'm looking at the vinyls here. You have some thank stuff you, with man, Wally with uh, Wally Clark as well. That was uh, pretty good, and, and a lot death at the Derby stuff. That kind of you know helped cement uh, Juco and Feo as as you know a duo. Like your early singles that were right. released with you and um, Pharma and Flu. Like were very led put the foundation down for what that was that whole run is going to be and we see how cousin fail is doing now like sell out all the time i don't think that's going to happen if you don't have those early hobgoblin beats oh yeah he has a lane he figured it out um so it was great to see this awakening you has always had we've talked about this We you've always had this very Sinister way of producing. There's almost uncomfortable at times um, where it's like this very specific sound of hip hop that is you still get it from time to time, but it's very, very like sinister, eerie. You don't shy away from drums. You definitely include a lot of different um, instruments and from different sources of samples that maybe other people producers can't flip but you finally find a way to always find like the eeriness of, of music is that where your ear just naturally yeah. goes to an
1: eerie clips too
2: eerie clips yeah it's yeah it's weird it's really weird because I'm I'm ai I'm a comfortable 40 year old white guy who has no need really to kind of do you know what I mean like I'm not coming from some <laughs> deep dark you know tortured place that, that <laughs> would make me make beats like that but but they just seem to—it just seems to be the way I'm built in terms of my my ear for music and what I like listening to. Maybe it's probably got a lot to do with what I grew up listening to. Do you know what I mean? Like when I heard Wu Tang and when I heard Mob Deep and when I heard all those kind of because I'm like you, I'm an east. I'm more. Yeah. I do like some of the West Coast stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I but really, I'm kind of East Coast yeah. more so. I would say, and and that that's obviously had kind of an effect on what I you know on on what I like as well um, and feeds into my production and, and it's funny you know to, to, to kind of go on from that. Really this album in in some ways, I don't want to say it's only an homage to the producers that I grew up listening to, but there's definitely nods on some of these tracks to people like The Rizza and people like um, Havoc. Definitely, you know what I mean and, and Mob Deep and that sound and the kind of just in terms of the subject Content again, I'm you know I'm telling you I'm not I'm not a street dude. I'm not gonna I'm not gun butting people like who yeah. don't tell, give me what I want. I'm not that kind of guy at all. I'm a I'm a I'm a secondary school teacher. You know I mean I'm I'm the most least non-violent person there is. But I grew up listening to that gully East Coast yeah. shit. So you know when it, when I when I when I was making this album, I wanted a track like that on there. So you know Mav the track with Mav uh, recognize ali and Smooth is my is that. Do you know what I mean? That's that's me putting out. Something that that I've always wanted to make a track like that. That's just just filth, you know what I mean? Like, and I have done tracks like that, obviously with Mav on the on the Angels and Demons album. But this is my project. This is, you know, Marta Music really is Jamil's concept, and I'm painting the soundscape for that. Angels and Demons with Mav is is, that's his concept, and I'm I'm kind of obviously I'm giving him records, and I'm I'm digging for samples that I feel might take him in a different direction. and might. Um, take him to a new place lyrically or give you a different kind of story. But that's the the concepts really were with those guys. So with this album, it was just nice for me to be able to just do what I want to do. And, you know, that was what I was I was attempting to do with not everyone, but a a lot of these tracks on this album are are nods, certainly strong nods to uh, to the producers that that I love. I mean, we wouldn't
1: we wouldn't expect anything less. You know, it's your debut album. And and when you're ready, that's that's when I would hope that most people want to put out their music when they're comfortable, when they're ready. And and not for any other reason, because they feel pressured. Oh, man. But what about so-and-so? They're doing this this year. They had a great year. It's great that you put out your album when you felt ready. And, you know, that makes listeners that much more appreciative of it. And we want to hear it. We want to hear it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not dropping records because um, I'm trying to make a shitload of money and retire from my job and be a musician. At this right. point, I'm not saying you know if Grizel if Griselle to knock on the door and want to <laughs> want me in as an in house producer. I'm not going to say no if they're going to you know if that situation benefits me and my family. But at the same time, I'm not trying to rip people off. You know what I mean? I'm not here just trying to trying to take money from people who love the music as much as I do. You didn't jump yeah.
0: into it looking for money. You jumped into it because it was like this creative thing that just called you in a lot yeah. of ways. And I love that not only do I love, you know, what I heard from the album um, available now, hit the links. It was also that I love that you put, you double down. And you double down meaning I'm not just going to release this digitally. Like, go get the vinyl, go get the tape, go get the CD, I'm a bank on myself that this is that that this is good quality stuff, and you should own it. Um, and I haven't seen that you know a lot of people, especially in the producer compilation world, just go all in the way you just went in. Art cover is is amazing; yeah. it grabs you. You're there with the physical from day one, ready to go. Not 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 like like ready to ship. And and there's just a I like. I just appreciate that kind of confidence. Like I believe in my, in my, in my stuff. Um, how did that come to be? How did that decision come to be? Uh, we're going to put this out in a real world, in the physical world.
2: So, so obviously I'd, I'd released um, some records through uh, Loretta records and Copenhagen crates. Yep. Um, and, and those guys have always been really uh, supportive, really, they good you know i consider them friends you know if i need to ask them questions about which which vinyl mailers do i need to get for the project they hit me back and they're telling me do you know what i mean they're letting me know what's yeah. what so they everything this which is really good about the kind of this this whole underground scene with the vast majority of people that um they're really helpful um and people are willing to share ideas and and be kind of really cool with each other which is great but um so I, so the good you know i was talking to my to my brother-in-law who's a kind of a big a big fan of my music we just sat sat out in his back garden one evening having a beer um and I, I kind of floated the idea past him you know i'd love to put out my own um my own thing like just 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 because it would be cool like would you you know would you do it like would that be something you'd want to want to do and he kind of looked at me and he went no 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 like in this kind of sarcastic it was like obviously like i'm behind what you're doing i love you know the stuff that you're doing already let's do it let's let's go i'm ready so that was kind of the seed was planted then um and from then on it was just a case of kind of waiting to get the music made um and and and, and go down there with it but you know it's it's not cheap um getting yeah uh the physical products done I mean the tapes and the ca- the cassettes you know they're, they're not they're not hugely expensive, but you know I suppose money's relative depending on who you are but they but in comparison to to vinyl you know the vinyl is is a lot of money so and i wouldn't have been able to do it on my own, which is why I kind of i think some consciously fo- floated the idea past him in the first place so so you know he's well and truly on board he was like yeah let's let 's do it so and that kind of grew into. The label, so we, me and him now, this is me and my brother-in-law, are, are launching, I suppose, along with the album, a label. So we've got Death Face Records That's is the nice. name of the um, name of the nice. uh, record label. That's
1: even um, better. That's like a double win for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, at the end of the day, we both did it because we thought it'd be cool, it, and it, and it like in the first instance, like we're going to make something and have it in the physical format. Um, if we break even, and I'm, um, you know, who knows? You know, it might sell out in in a day or it might take 2 years or longer to to sell out i'm not really you know i'm not really bothered about that is if i if i make my money back obviously i'm not i'm not i'm not in a position where i could just hemorrhage money in it that's that's absolutely fine and okay but you know i want to um i want to i want to make back what i spent on it um but we you know we we're, we're both pretty laid back and it kind of works cuz cuz you know i'm the creative side of things so i'm making the music and um, dealing and I didn't make the artwork, but but kind of, you know, liaison with the artist, Um, although he did have a, my brother-in-law did have a a say in that. Um, And he's the logistics, so he sorts the website out and gets the, you know, gets the products all ready for shipping and that kind of stuff. So it leaves me then to kind of keep doing what I'm doing creatively and, you know, start preparing whatever might come next.
0: It's such an interesting process because even like when me and Kalina started our project, it was more like, let's just get something out. We didn't really know like where it would go, what we wanted to do with it. We had some ideas, but it was just like we could do this. So let's let's do it. But now it's more like, no, we could do this.
1: Yeah, this and not it's not like we expected everything. it. We didn't yeah. expect it. I, I honestly did not expect. Oh, okay, well, we have a podcast. Now let's let's make an EP. Vinyl, yeah. What is that? I never crossed my mind. So when you yeah. finally do it, you you learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about process too and teaches you to be patient yeah. with people. Patience. Yeah. A lot of things that you would never I'm really not patient.
2: think. Yeah. It's a scary it thing. It's a it's very it's a scary thing. I'm gonna feel really like slighted by that, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like but at the same time I'm not I'm not thinking oh, I've got to say. out in that
1: you you really love so that's the same approach i had about this like okay well it's our it's our ep you know and it's our first go so even if they don't like it guess what it's important to us it's important to me like who is gonna say oh well you were you executive produced an, an album like who nobody can really go around saying that but you feel some type of at least
0: Price, wow. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah there there was, there was. I had a moment, a thought by myself before I even shared the idea with with Kalina. I had a thought like, "There's so many podcasting. And I don't say competing because I feel like we're all helping the movement in one way or the other, but I wanted to go. I wanted to make a left turn. Everyone's doing this. I wanted to make a left turn. I've been doing this for four or five years already. I wanted to make a left turn. What? Where is? what's the next direction and this it seemed like that was the only logical step to me is to like leverage that kind of like the network we build but trust yeah. me when that album was released our album was released and i don't know how it, if you know when of the time it was recorded it hasn't been released yet but when it doesn't get released i was more relieved i was like ah oh, i don't have to think about it no more it was like the anticipation was driving me yeah. nuts um and i was yeah. just like I don't care what people say. It's done. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm moving on to the next thing. Um, yeah, on
1: to the next. On to the next. I'm happy about what we did. On to the next. You know what? On to the next because you know you don't see other producers or artists getting hung up so much on their one project, their nice. debut. They keep it. You gotta keep it pushing. So, and, and I'm sure, like sure with you, you know, you're so happy to do this because you are a lover of music and of certain people. So you're like, this is what I want. I want these people on here because I like them so let yep. me see how this goes
2: yeah, yeah definitely. that's how
1: I, that's how we felt
2: yeah 100 yep. percent. and you know it was important one of the things that was really, really important to me was that we did it we gave the supporters because these people are you know these people are spending their hard-earned money yep. on something that you're that you're putting together and you know i i keep my i'm, I'm a fan as much as i'm a, you know a music producer who um you know who's putting stuff out and, and putting records out. Like I always, I always. I, when I hear other producers say, "Oh, I don't really listen to hip hop," I think, "What? Why? Like are you not? A, you, but you're making the music. Like I listen to everything. I I I, I know about everything. everybody. Do you know what I mean? I, or, I, or I like to yes. think that I know about most. people.
1: Or they're lying. Or they're yeah. lying. You know, I, I, I honestly be. don't believe, be. I don't. I honestly don't believe that rappers, there's certain rappers or producers, I don't know who that is. Never heard of them. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're just saying it. All maybe. right, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, but <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 my ears, I'd like to think my ears to the, I've got my ear to the ground on this kind of, this underground scene that we all kind of love. Right. And I hear, and I listen to the fans and I, you know, I've, You've got to take on board what people are saying, especially if you're trying to do something that where you're, you know, creating a business and a label is a business. So you need to make sure, for instance, and I never was going to take pre-orders and then wait a year to send people the record. Like that right. was never going to be the case. Like we we I wasn't going to do it unless we could buy the record up front. And have it in stocks is there like the records at my brother's house now, like they're as soon as the website goes live Monday he's posting the orders tuesday do you know what i mean like we're, we're ready we're ready to go um and that was important to me to kind of look after the customer and give the customer a good service because at the end of the day it's my album it's got my name on the front of it so it's my right. you know it's my reputation that's on the line as well so you know in terms of getting getting the record out quickly to the to the user in terms of making it you know i paid for the art i didn't go on this pisses me off as well when you get Pete. you know you get these artists who uh, who try and pretend like they're super rich off hip-hop and then go and ask for free artwork <laughs> on Instagram or, or, or Twitter. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, If you're making as much money as you are, pay a p- proper artist to like do the design. <laughs> like, that's for
1: everything, that. though. It's, it's, it's not even just the yeah. artwork. It's literally yeah. for everything. Everything. Yeah, they're making so much money, but literally they'll ask for everything for free and not even blink twice. They're like, "Oh, this is normal." No, it's not. It's not normal,
0: actually. You have a certain sound. Um your the awakening's out now. A great 2020, looks like everything is moving up in 2021. Um wanted <laughs> as a hobgoblin nerd cuz I'm a big hobgoblin fan and <laughs> the way you do things and yeah. and we've to- and we talk a lot. Like I want to be in charge. We we talk a lot outside of here. So, um One of my favorite projects that you released um, was your 80s inspired band camp uh, beat tape that you have uh, that you put out. Can you can you walk me through how that happened? Because that sonically was very way different than what you had before so I was extremely curious and excited because I because I was like what is going on here or what does an 80s inspired hobgoblin beat tape the guy who who makes that eerie sinister sound that I love and adore a lot what does he have he is doing something creative here I want to hear it and I heard it and it was it was just this it was exactly what I thought it might be and and more this very wonderful um lush pop sound with a hint of hobgoblin touches in there how did that project come to be um why put it out one of my favorite
2: projects of last year wow thanks um to be honest with you i was <laughs> i was i start. i heard of a, a rapper called jay worthy um i don't know if you're familiar with with him. oh yeah and just
1: yes kind of
2: dove into his back catalog um and really kind of loved what I heard. And it kind of inspired me to just start having a little bit of a dig out of the seventies um, and maybe have a little look, look at see what's going on in the eighties. So that's what, um, that's what I did. I did, you know, I started um, sampling some make stuff with him in mind, almost in the back of my head, like, if, like if I made something that he might rap over um, and it kind of just went on this, got felt really inspired by it. And, you know, like I was saying to you before, like, you know I've got, i need to create but i need to be creating something that 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 excites me um and i just got really in a like 80s zone i suppose um made a load of beats didn't really you know map doesn't really want 80s kind of records Jamil's yeah. not really after 80s kind of beats so i didn't really have anybody um there's a guy called all hail all hail yt he does quite a lot of 80s yeah. stuff and i've he's on my album actually and i sent him a load of stuff um but he's you know, he's he's he actually did a truck, I think, with Jay Worthy recently, but he's 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 busy doing that as artists, artists sometimes are. Do you know what I mean? He's just busy caught up with other stuff, so he can't really get to it. So I was like, you know, I emailed him and said, What are you gonna do anything with these beats I've sent? He's like, you know what, just do what you want with them. We'll reconnect later in the year when I've when I've done this, that and the other. I was like, okay, cool. Um so I didn't really have anybody else to send them to, so I just thought, you know what, let me just um let me just put out a mix, a beat, a beat tape, and that was that was really you know the whole the story behind that one. Um, but yeah, it, was, it did get it did get um, you know some really bright. That's yeah. a
1: nice little that's a nice little reference, you know, Jay Worthy. Like when you think about it, it's like kind of like that West Coast uh, kind of like funk and kind of yeah. like eighties kind of like it is like that. So that's kind of a good place to start. Unfortunately, you're right. A lot of people don't really know how to to rap or, or really flow with that sound, so it's like uh, yeah. kind of weird yeah. for them. Suit, yeah. It, yeah, it it
2: doesn't suit everybody, but um, you know, like I say, I liked it. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I just, you know, just love really the fact
0: that you know you ex you're expanding your sound and and trying new things. And as a producer, who you know yeah, you I don't know that. these samples don't inspire you and you, I have a lot of stuff that I've been working on that has nothing to do with hip-hop but I'm going in trying to make a hip-hop track and the sample just takes me somewhere it just takes me there yeah. and that, so that so it's nothing I'm gonna put out not anytime soon so that's that's later in the year but it's 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 Samples sometimes talk to you in a way that this is what I want to make. This is what I want to do. And so yeah. I was so happy when that project came out because I was like, this is, it just shows how talented you are in your ear. um, and just made me feel more confident in, in the project because like, you know what you're doing and you got a good ear. So oh, thank you. I appreciate you know, that. Uh, you can't find it now though on
2: Bandcamp people. So,
0: you know, you had your chance.
2: Yeah. I'm t- I take him down. You know, I, I think in the back of my head, I'm going to, I'm going to do some kind of, like limited cassette release or something with them. Now that's, we the, that's the, yeah. Yeah. Now of, you
1: know it's everything um, is possible.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You have a couple Indeed. of projects that were released that if you don't snatch them up, they get they get taken down. So limited releases with these hot and stuff. So make sure you're on it. But I do think that that project would live great on a tape. I would definitely buy that. Um, if you're new to the Crush of Loud podcast, thank you for checking us out. Um, consider subscribing and all Thank that you, good thanks. stuff. But most importantly, hit the link below. Go check out The Awakening. Um, as of right now, uh, when this is released, which is on the 3rd, the 4th, the 4th uh, of February, the album's out. Go check out uh, Death Face Records, uh, link below, and go support. If you're a vinyl collector, tape collector, you won't, won't be disappointed. Go check it out. Go check out Hobg- Hobgoblin's catalog. There's so much stuff there that you could... Go down and, and really enjoy, if you like, that underground um, sound. Uh, you definitely, you know, Angels and Demons with Mav, Murder Music, those are the two highly. Uh, records I, you know, I recommend highly. Good luck finding those vinyls. Those are probably expensive. And keep a yeah, lookout for, gone, they're gone. yeah, they're gone, uh, especially the Loretta ones. Uh, but be on the lookout for our project coming out in physical real, 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 real soon. Um, nice. shout out shout out to everyone at tough kong for making that happen um once thank
1: you tough yeah,
0: kong. kong good look him. good look yeah so that'll be coming out soon and yeah we you know we are working with hobgoblins behind the scenes we'll we're working all together but we appreciate you um just for keep doing that kind of music that makes us excited that makes me uncomfortable that we could just come on the show and champion you've been a great 2020 and a hopefully even a better 2021 go check out the awakening my man how dabbling catch you in the next one
1: thank you peace
0: peace thanks guys i was waiting for the stars to align then i did it myself i was praying to god because they said it would help Put the dust off a revolver as it sat on the shelf Two of the hour later made it a chicken on the shelf As long as I got a gun and one bullet is hope I was yeah. learning on the fly, no one to show me the ropes When asked, I replied that the violence helping me cope I knew it a long time before shaking hands with Coke. They said pressure turned cold the diamonds when we shine bright The muzzle flash guided us through the dark in hindsight These s***ing doing whatever to see the limelight Patience and virtue, I'm waiting until the time